Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Rashani's with me again, and we're here for another movie review. And today, we're back to review Happy Death Day to You, the sequel to Happy Death Day. Uh, Tree Gilbin discovers that dying over and over was surprisingly easier than the dangers that lie ahead. Uh, Happy Death Day was a surprisingly good film to me last year. I was not expecting much. I really, really liked that film. Uh, and the sequel, uh, to me, was still very good. Uh, Rashani, what'd you think? You know what? I have to credit MoviePass for me liking Happy Death Day, because without it, I would have never went to see it. It was one of those things where I had the movie pass and Happy Death Day was showing, so I went in there and had a blast. And I really am surprised by how much I liked Happy Death Day to you. Like it, 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 it had every opportunity to be a rehash of its original movie, and it was just, it was surprising the the avenues and the the direction that they took it in. Um, plus, Tree is a surprisingly competent actor, like actress. Oh, she she's did a good. really good job. <laughs> she's too good for this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was hilarious. And yeah, and also, um, they kinda turned it sci fi. Like they mm-hmm. kinda went from horror to sci fi film. And did you stay for the after credit scene? Yes. And so the after credit scene is basically going full sci fi. Uh, which is interesting. So um yeah, so basically they start this film off with um my man, um what's my man's name? Ryan. So he was in the first movie, he was Carter's roommate. And basically, he's going through the loop again. And so you think, oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna basically do the film from somebody else's perspective because she passed the loop on to someone else. Mm-hmm. But no, no, you find out that Ryan was working on some science project and it fucked up the time space time continuum, which was causing days to loop over. And it end up he ended up trying to fix it, but he ended up fucking it up more and putting Tree right back in the goddamn loop. But not only was she in the loop. But she was in the alternate universe of the loop. So they mm-hmm. basically created a multiverse with a science project in this fucking Happy Death Day universe, which is incredible when you think about this film and how it started. Um, and so you get the whole thing with her reliving that same day, the 18th. Uh, but in this universe, her mother's still alive and Carter's with her asshole roommate. By the way. Her uh, her roommate Danielle is like bad in every universe. <laughs> she's horrible. <laughs> she's, the, she's the constant that she's you know if you go to any universe Danielle's gonna be trash, which I thought was fucking funny as hell uh, to me. Um, but what did you think about their idea of, of bringing sci-fi into this kind of eight ninety slasher teen slasher film and actually making it into somewhat of a sci-fi horror mix? I'm I'm glad that they did that because when they first showed the the previews and they kept that a secret. Like you thought that it was going to be Ryan for a second and you thought that they were going to have the um dude with the the mask following them through the game or whatever and then it was going to be the same type of slasher film. 
So when they did their first big reveal, I, it was like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, okay. And then you see the, like, first of all, um, expectations. Like, beliefs and expectations and stereotypes. You think Ryan is just some nitwit. Like some stoner or something like that. And then you come to find out he's like a fucking physics major who's built like a a quantum titanium ball that like opens up different multiverses and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're talking openly about all these geek things. They're talking about Back to the Future 2. And, and this movie was just wonderful. It was it was. And I'm glad that they went in the direction of sci-fi because I could only go through them running through a empty, undeveloped hospital floor so many times where I was like, okay, I'm sick of this shit. Like, first of all, why do you keep running away downstairs, away from all the other people in the area? Like, why do you run away from where there's a crowd to go to an isolated area? But... I thought that this movie had the potential to be a car accident. I thought it was just going to be a, I love the first one, so I'm going to watch this yep. one because I want to support the first one. I want to support the um, director making a sequel to what honestly was a surprise hit. And I walked out of here nodding my head like that was my wife, and I walked out of that movie like that was really good. That was a really good um, just... Saturday night movie. Um, go with the loved one. Go with somebody. You're going to laugh. You might have a couple jumps, but more than anything else, it was really just impressive to me how much this turned into a full-on sci-fi movie, like how they were able to make that switch so seamlessly from a horror. Like the first 10 minutes of the movie, first 15 minutes of the movie is a straight horror movie. And then they just transition into this sci-fi. And I thought it was done flawlessly. Yeah, it was incredible. And I like how they they turned it on his face and they even turned Tree into something you weren't expecting. Because she basically became like a, a, a multiverse, alternate universe genius by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Because she had to, the, basically the plot was... They had to fix the, whatever the quantum thing that Ryan built, but at the end of the day, everything gets wiped over. So basically, the only person who remember anything is Tree. So she basically had to memorize like everything involved with this device, and have to keep doing trial to trial and killing herself to killing herself. And by the way, the ways they had her kill herself in this film were hilarious. My favorite one was when she, she was fucking married know. at fucking Carter and Danielle. So she jumps out of a plane in a fucking bathing suit and just splats right in front of him. While that flipping them off in slow motion. <laughs> while flipping them off. That shit was so good. Oh, man. I, like, I really enjoyed how they came up with um, those different things uh, for her to die. But she basically, they could basically turn her from just being like the pretty, dumb, blonde, uh, in the first film, she was she, in the first film. She was a horrible person until the end of the film. Like mm-hmm. she was really a bad person. And in this film, you can tell that like she's learned from her shit, but she's also like not about this fucking loop again. Like she was not here for that fucking loop. And <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. 
But I like how the interesting ways how they had her die, and they still kept the comedy in this film that was in the first film. Uh, but also let you know that there's some stakes because one of the decisions that she has to make when they figure out how to fix the quantum device is he basically tells her, like, you can either stay in this universe or you can go back to your original one. And so she has to decide. And in this universe, Carter's in love with Danielle. So mm-hmm. she basically has to decide, do I stay in this universe where my mother is still alive, but I don't have Carter? Or do I go back to the universe where Carter is, but my mother's still dead? And I love how they added stakes to her choice uh, so that you really don't know what decision she's going to. I mean, you kind of know, but they do a good job of making you think she's not going to make the decision that she makes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think about, excuse me, sorry. Uh, what do you think about how they count that separate universe was and how they kind of flipped up the story with like her roommate, not being the killer. Her roommate's the one that was fucking the doctor, uh, the doctor and the wife. I actually got this one quicker than last one. So like in the first one, I didn't get the, I didn't get the sister really till the end. I mean, the the roommate till the end, that that was who it was. But in this one, I knew it was the doctor, like, pretty, like, pretty quickly. Did you, did you kind of figure out who the killer was? Yes, I did. And, and it was also due to the fact that they just kept showing him. Mm-hmm. Like, all over the place, they would show him. And it's like, there's no need to have him and her arguing because they didn't allude to the fact that they were a couple. They just had them standing to the side arguing. So they were, oh, they're together. And just all these, I don't know. It, it was pretty, it, it it was pretty evident to me that um, he was involved. But the surprise to me was that the wife was involved. So that was the thing that took me by surprise a little bit. By and large, the, the whodunit, yeah, that got peeped out early. It was just now I'm going to sit back and enjoy the rest of this world that, that is rotating around this whodunit um, because I got that out the way. Right. So do you think – I think they can have like a full-on franchise with this, like even more than just a trilogy. Like they Especially can, since yeah. what happened in the, uh, in, the, in the bonus scene. Yeah, so why don't you tell people what happened in that bonus scene? In the bonus scene, they uh, – find out that the machine that they built uh, was actually taken by the government. And the government is now using the machine, but they don't know how to make it work because they don't know the correct formula to make it work, which Tree knows perfectly because she memorized it through tons of, shall we say, trial and error. So she's like, yo, I got the, uh, the formula for this, and I know the perfect test subject for you to test it out on because if it doesn't work bad things will happen blah 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 (laughs) and so she chooses danielle Mm -hmm. and danielle is now living the same day over and over again which would have made a great sequel on its own um that sounds incredible (laughs) right i think it would be great to see danielle in a situation where uh it's it's more of a just romantic comedy or something like that where she's living the same day over and over again and I think it would be hilarious if Tree is still in the sh- in the movie and knows that she's going through the same day over and over again, and so she's literally just fucking with her. I can also see them turning this into one of those things where it's like, of course the government uses this for the wrong reasons. And so Ryan and Tree and Carter 
they basically got our on this like mission to stop the like stop them from doing whatever the fuck they were doing, reliving the day over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can go a lot of different ways with this, which is very very interesting. Um, given the fact that this all started as basically like Groundhog Day meets Scream. <laughs> Like, that's how this started in last year, and it turned into, like, this really cool, funny film that you're kind of not expecting it to do what it does. Now, uh, so if you were to rate this one against the original, how would you do that? Which one did you like better? I mean, I actually like the second one better because I felt like it was more adventurous in the, in, in, in the storyline and, and the risk that it took. The first one was a slasher movie. It was a slasher movie, like you said, that met Groundhog Day. This one actually had to explain the story of the first one, and it had to go off in a different path that wasn't too reminiscent of the first one. And what I will say is it's better if you saw the first one before you see the second one. Yes. <laughs> like, say, don't give you any what. Well, she does give you a, a recap, but still, it's better. It's, it's fucking better. You need so, to see the first one. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the first one. I think the first one had a more direct and cohesive story in the sense that it was very, because it wasn't trying to balance a bunch of different things, it was very straightforward. Whereas this one, bringing in the sci fi and doing the twist with Ryan and stuff, kind of veers off a little bit. But it wasn't anything serious. Like, it was still a very good story. It was very understandable. Anybody who. It doesn't take a complicated person to understand this movie. Any film goer who likes, you know, this type of any type of comedy slash fake horror slash sci fi, like any the average film goer can go watch this movie. You don't have to be into horror. You don't have to be into sci fi. You don't have to be into any of that. You can just want to go to an enjoyable film, and you will enjoy this film a hundred percent. Um. Anything else you got about this film, Rashani? Actually, I really like the uh, the supporting cast in this film. I thought they were all really, really interesting, as opposed to other movies that I saw recently, in which I can't remember any of the supporting <laughs> cast at all. So I just wanted to make sure that I gave credit to um, Happy Death Day to you for really fleshing out literally... Every supporting character, with the exception of the doctor's wife, who was fleshed out in the first movie, so yeah, you already Carter, knew what was going on with her. Carter was fleshed out. Ryan was fleshed out. To the mom was fleshed out. Oh, the mom. Oh, see, here's another thing. We watched the leader, and we already reviewed that. That's on the that's on the feed. You can go listen to that review. But we talked about how none of the emotional scenes hit in that film. When you watch those scenes with Tree and her mother in this film. For a comedy film, those films hit. Those moments hit because Jessica Roth mm-hmm. was acting in those films. Like you could, mm-hmm. in that scene, you could see the dilemma that she's going. Like the first scene where she's like, oh, "I'm gonna, I gotta go meet my dad," and her mom is sitting there, and she realizes she's in a different universe. It's it. You feel it. Like you, and she just runs and hugs her mother. Like you feel that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I can say I was not expecting from this film is to see the acting scenes and to see the loving scenes with her mom. And it's basically this is kind of, this and this still is a love story as well. It comes out it came out on Valentine's Day, and it was absolutely a love story. 
Mm-hmm. So you get a love story romance film on top of a horror slasher film, on top of a sci-fi film, on top of a comedy film. And all that may seem like a bunch of bumble jumbled up bullshit, but it's actually like jambalaya. It's exactly. a bunch of shit that comes together and it tastes really good. Exactly. Uh, so what would you give out of 10 Happy Death Day to you? Seven and a half. Yeah, this is an eight for me. This is mm-hmm. a, this is a, I gave a, uh, the first film to me was an eight. This was this was just it was an eight. I don't know. I don't think a film like this can be a ten, which is not an insult to this film. It's just not that type of film. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. I don't think you can make a better version of these films than they've done the first two films. This is about as good as you can do with this type of genre and this type of film that you're trying to tell. So uh, it's it's great. Go see it. It's well worth your money anytime. Morning, day, night. Movie Pass, Cinemia, nothing. Go see this film when it comes out. If you haven't seen it and it comes out on Apple TV or Vudu, rent it. You and your significant other will like it. You and your friends could watch it. You could just chill and watch it one day. Like It's it's a really good film. Watch mm-hmm. this film. It's very good. Um, anything else you got, Rashani, before we get out of here? Um, again... Danielle was such a piece of shit in every <laughs> single world she was in. Even in the world where she was actually trying to be nice, where it seemed like she was actively, actually trying to be nice. Everything she said was so shitty. And it was it still felt like she was setting up um Ben. And then she was fucking the dumb boy. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was dumb as rocks. He was so that sick. movie was excellent. Yeah, that's an excellent movie. Make sure you go follow Rashani on Twitter at Rashani. Make sure you subscribe to the Single Simulcast. And go to singlesimulcast.com to see all his other shows that he's been working on. Uh, and subscribe to all of those, too. Um, and thank you guys for listening. We're going to be back with more movie reviews uh, later this month and this week. So make sure you check those out. Uh, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And we'll talk to you later.